0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to my Positive Life Answers podcast. I'm your podcast host and expert, Dr. Mary Ann Mercer, and you can call me Dr. Mary. In my Positive Life Answers podcast, my goal is to help you transform the quality of your life and help you create the life you desire. The goal of my podcast, again, is to help you make improvements or changes in your life in practical ways. When you face a problem, solutions don't always come easy. So when you can't find solutions to your problems or ways to cope or improve your life, I can guide and help you. I'm offering you a solution-focused, effective system and tools to create the life you desire. You learn practical and long-lasting approaches to guide you to live a happier and fulfilling life. Welcome to Episode 39, Fine-Tune Your Heartfelt Radar. In today's podcast, we're going to explore how to fine-tune that heartfelt radar that we touched upon in the last episode. In the last episode, we talked about turning on your heartfelt radar. You learned some initial heartfelt questions I developed that you must reflect on before you make decisions and goals about your life, and how you can increase the likelihood of making a new habit. Habit, tweaks, or changes any time in your life. This is a way to initially turn on your heartfelt radar before setting goals and making improvements in your life. So give episode 38 a listen to. It's brief, easy, to the point, and it will help you with this episode. Today's topic, we will explore fine-tuning your heartfelt radar. You'll discover the Victoria story. The Victoria's story is important because you'll learn lessons. Lessons learned from that Victoria's story. You'll also learn an easy follow-up exercise to build on your initial heartfelt questions you will fine-tune your heartfelt radar and you're going to learn one optimism habit you can begin to develop to help you move past a common block in fine-tuning your heartfelt radar we want to get clear about what you want to commit to yourself whether it's you know your goals for the year just starting to make changes and improvements in your life and turning on your heartfelt radar will help you focus anytime you're re-evaluating your goals in your life Fine-tuning your radar helps you get clear about what you want to commit to doing in your life, what kind of changes you want to make or initial changes. And intentions are heartfelt questions are the why behind your goals. So these heartfelt questions are the why behind your goals as are intentions. And we'll explore that um, in the next episode. If you don't get in touch with these heartfelt questions, you'll be off radar with any goals you set for yourself. So remember, finding your heartfelt radar is always the first step before you develop any goals or make changes in your life. So let's get started. Let me tell you a story about someone I know. Her name is Victoria. Throughout her life, people continually called Victoria names. As a baby, she fell down the flight of stairs into the basement and was injured. Physicians told Victoria's parents that she was slightly damaged. Throughout grammar school, Victoria had difficulty with academics and learning. Victoria's teachers called her parents and told them she was, quote, slow, end of quote. Imagine being told that. The teachers even put Victoria in a, quote, slow learning group, end of quote. Victoria felt embarrassed and humiliated. And she also fell behind academically throughout grammar school. In high school, Victoria had difficulty with academics as well. Starting freshman year, she began to hang around popular students who were also troublemakers. Her teachers called her parents one day and said Victoria was troubled and delinquent. Victoria would hang around what she thought was cool students, but it contributed to her getting into more trouble. In her senior year of high school, Victoria met a teacher who somehow felt the potential in Victoria and helped her become interested in learning. This teacher was so supportive and took time to connect with Victoria. And she gave her some creative assignments at first and gradually some more challenging ones. They often would talk after class or after school about these assignments. This created a very trusting and supportive relationship that really lit a fire into Victoria. Victoria became excited about the assignments given to her and worked hard on them. She and her teacher were proud of her work. Her teacher was an optimistic role model and encouraged her greatly. Soon, because of this experience she had with her teacher, Victoria decided she wanted to go to college. However, when she met with her guidance counselor, the counselor exclaimed to her, You're not college material, and with your grades, student ranking, and behavior, no four-year college will accept you. Victoria's heart sunk, and she quickly left her office in tears. To this day, quite a few years later, people still call Victoria names. Today, they continually call her doctor, Dr. Marianne," Victoria Mercer. This is me your podcast host, are you surprised? What are the lessons learned from the Victoria story and how did I overcome such challenges? The key is that even with all these obstacles and difficulties, I remained an optimistic person deep in my heart and I had an exciting dream for my life. I often dreamed of a better life than what my parents and my grandparents experienced. Don't get me wrong, there were wonderful grandparents and parents who worked hard but struggled financially. And they had what we now understand as a lack mentality regarding money. However, deep in their hearts, they wanted their children and grandchildren to have a better life. I always will appreciate their love and loving home environment they created. So, often I dreamed of a better life. I was optimistic and a dreamer, and that's what most people observed of me. Let my story be a role model for you to learn how to overcome obstacles. Then as you succeed, you can be a role model, an optimistic role model for your friends, family, and coworkers. As you show people how you succeed using an optimistic can-do approach, you can help yourself and help others. Remember that if you have children, they're watching how you handle difficulties and problems. It takes a little effort to drag your feet in life and be plagued to yourself and those around you a truly exceptional person serves as a role model for those around them and they make those efforts greatly i truly felt my purpose in life was to make an impact on others and inspire others to create the life they dreamed about just like victoria did so overall my goal for listeners and readers of my books actually and those that i work with is to transform the quality of your life And help you create the life you desire this became my tagline on my self-improvement website articles podcasts and coaching sessions deep in my heart even in my high school years i felt a calling to help people in college i met my first mentor dr stan martindale i worked as his research assistant at a local university as you recall my victoria story that i could not get into a four-year college because of high school problems and difficulties I got into this university first by going to a local junior college and proving myself. Coming off my senior year of mentoring from my teacher, as you recall, awakened my desire to make a good life for myself, and learning and going to college became my dream. At the junior college, I worked hard to accomplish good grades and erase the lack of academic unachievements in my first three years of high school. After about a year and a half of working hard and keeping an eye on my vision for my life, Boom, magic happened. I was accepted to Northeastern University. At Northeastern University, I met my mentor, Dr. Stan Martindale. He made a great impact on my life, guided me to successfully reaching my vision and goals in my life and career. My brother, Joseph Triani, encouraged, influenced, and guided me on my career path and many aspects of my life. They both had greatly helped me in the early path of my life. Years later, I met my second mentor, Dr. Carl Wolf, Dr. Carl came into my life an important time in my life. I've accomplished a lot in my life and I'm not bragging, but I'm trying to impress upon you that my strategies and techniques work despite obstacles and setbacks you might encounter. Sharing my stories today as we meet in this podcast space will give you insights and put into life by example and illustrations of how my teachings work. It'll make it easier to understand these strategies for change and improvements in your life. Now let's focus on some follow up um, Follow up exercise to build upon your heartfelt questions that we initially explored last time. The real secret for changing your life is to pinpoint precisely what you want. And I asked you to reflect, to take some time to work on some heartfelt questions and heartfelt questions and visualizations about your life. Doing this today and last week will help you further evaluate precisely what you want and desire. Doing so will lead you to establishing goals that you'll feel excited about pursuing. And just briefly, because repetition is the mother of learning, in my podcast I asked you to reflect and take some time to work on some heartfelt questions following some visualization exercise. This will help you further evaluate precisely what you want or desire in your life. Doing so will lead you to establish your goals that you'll feel excited about pursuing briefly one of those top questions was imagine or picture what you want to have in your life right now what would you like to improve what would you like to change that was your first question just want to remind you of that right now another question question two was to imagine how you would feel in five years if you still didn't bring into your life what you want what you must have or prove improve i should say and change upon what feelings does that bring up in you today i want to introduce you to a couple more heartfelt questions as we move along in finding what you desire in life i want you to ask yourself number three ask yourself why i have not already accomplished these before a lot of people when we do coaching sessions they say well i never thought about that before never thought about wanting these improvements before never worked enough on these desires, felt afraid to do things differently. They held down also to their excuses or agony anchors, or felt that they lacked the knowledge or skills to do these kind of changes. So those are important, the agony anchors that kind of hold people back. So see what happens for you when you ask yourself those questions. Question four, ask yourself, what is ultra important to me? What really matters to me? The reason we include these questions in um, our intensive coaching sessions that I co-created with my co-author, Dr. Michael Mercer, is that we found some people, when they answer these questions, they felt like they were hit like a bolt of lightning. Ask yourself, what's ultra important to me? What really matters? This is an important question to include in your reflection because sometimes what's really ultra important to you or matters to you most may not be in line with your goals. found some people... like they were hit like a bolt of lightning when they asked themselves these questions. What they answered is ultra important to them. However, for example, what they answered is ultra important to them is not consistent with their most desired actions and achievements. For example, a woman I coached wanted to expand her business and felt that that was really her top desire. However, after she answered the question, she felt really startled. She discovered that to pursue building her business would take her away from spending time with her family and children. What most mattered to her was to provide her children with guidance and time. Thus, she had two competing desires and priorities, and that kept her stuck. Her solution, using the optimism techniques, she slowly built her business 50% of the time, and sometimes 40% of the time. But she did spend of the time, at least with her children and 50% of their time working on this business she wanted. The solution worked perfectly for her. Her balance of time and attention gave her more energy to focus on building her business because she released the agony and guilt that she allowed to hold her back. Now let's focus on the follow up question and exercise. This is focus what I want you to do today. The question I have for you is to imagine everything you did in your last week. Picture all the activities you engaged in. And please answer this question honestly. How much of your weekly activities actually helped you move closer to achieving what you desire in your life? If you're like most people, you probably spent less than 40-50% of your time taking action and directly taking action to help you achieve your vision and goals and what you desire in your life. This pops up all the time in workshops I deliver and intensive coaching sessions I do with clients. The average person wanders through life doing whatever needs attention at the moment. They lose perspective on what truly is important to them. Average people do what pops up rather than what really matters most. They are like ships sailing with their radars off. It reminds me of the quote from Alice in Wonderland. If you don't know where you're going, any old place will do. After you finish these questions, please try to write them down if you can and spend some time. Reflecting even more. These questions and reflections help you become more focused in your life, optimistic, and resilient. We'll first talk about optimistic people. Optimistic people, how I defined it, as an optimistic person possesses a clear vision of an exciting, meaningful life. They work on goals to help progress toward their visions and what they picture for their life. They have a can do attitude. They exert personal control over his or her life, even when obstacles and problems pop up, and they take high levels of responsibility for your life, or their lives, I should say. And they live a prosperous life in many ways as a result. Many motivational books preach to you that you must display positive attitudes, and that's fine. And that's what I'm teaching here as well, But it's not the total solution. They seldom prove to you that these techniques work. Motivational speakers and books preach to you that you must display positive attitudes. However, they seldom prove to you that their techniques work. In my experience as a psychologist and researcher, plus other people's research studies show you that optimism can positively affect many areas of their lives and actually is easy to learn. How would you benefit from becoming more optimistic? Research I conducted with my co-author, Dr. Michael Mercer discovered three main benefits from being optimistic specifically being optimistic can help you become more healthy prosperous and happy and and while some people are more naturally optimistic it still is a skill that you can learn as well and it's not hard while some people are more naturally optimistic it is a skill you can learn here's an easy way to start and please just practice this immediately on a daily basis the key is Are you ready for this? The ultimate key is, and the most important bit of information for you to feel optimistic is this. This important rule, pessimistic, depressed people focus on complaining, optimistic, happy people focus on solving, upbeat, happy and optimistic person focus on solving their problems, pessimistic, depressed, helpless people focus on complaining. It's really that simple. People have come to me for intensive life coaching, usually walk into my office, complaining, moaning, and groaning. (laughs) And within two minutes, I usually say something like, I know that situation is difficult for you, but what's your possible solution? And they typically say, I don't know. Then I ask them a second time and they respond, I really don't know. Finally, I ask them a third time and they slowly and more seriously say, Dr. Mary, I don't know. After that, I give them what I call the rule of three, which means you can only say, I don't know, three times in a session. They look at me in shock at first, and then they smile or laugh because they said, you know, no one ever said that to me before when I was looking for help or guidance. That really that really makes sense to me. This immediately breaks their helpless IDK, I don't know pattern. As a result, they dramatically redirect their energy on solving a problem rather than complaining or acting helpless about it. Suddenly, tough problems or challenges become more approachable and solvable. And I guarantee you, you can do the same. Next time you focus on complaining, stop yourself in your tracks. Say to yourself, what's my possible solution? And watch for your IDK response. Doing this simple thing will help you on your road to becoming more optimistic. For example, you can focus on complaining or you can focus on solutions. You can focus on drawbacks or you can focus on opportunities. You can feel tense or you can feel confident that you'll be able to figure out what to do. So remember, you can focus on complaining or solving, drawbacks or opportunities. Remember, ask yourself these heartfelt questions we discussed today and observe your thoughts and reactions. As we gather around and meet via my podcast, you'll learn how to break through these difficulties and blocks, plus change your discouraging belief so that you can actually create the life you desire and transform your life. I recommend you get a notebook to write down these thoughts and reactions because the act of physically writing down your responses really anchors them in your memory and your emotions. And if you can't take that serious commitment, you can still listen to this podcast, ask yourself these heartfelt questions I pose. And that's great because your mind and unconscious might be receptive to one or two of these questions right now. And that's great, it'll get the wheels turning. When you make a commitment to get a notebook and write down your thoughts and feelings, you'll make a wonderful improvement in your life and will be a role model for your life. So remember, notice your attitudes this week till we meet again. Are they upsetting or upbeat? Make a note or mental note and see how many times you need to change from complaining or letting a setback hold you back and focusing on solving. Remember, no judgment. Don't judge yourself. Don't kick yourself in the butt about this. Just observe and switch your focus. So before we wrap up today, please go to my website, positivelifeanswers.com and sign up for my free Positive Life Answers newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free guide called Quick Tips to become more upbeat and optimistic. While you're at my website, feel free and please email me your questions and comments using your Contact Us form on that website. I will respond to your questions and comments during my podcast. And this is what this space is all about. Let's create a wonderful domino effect together. So please don't forget to sign up for my weekly podcast. Enjoy my podcast. Don't keep me a secret. Share with somebody who can benefit from these topics. And let's create a positive domino effect in this life. A note to my listeners, this podcast aims to provide useful information to my listeners. It is published with the understanding that your host, Dr. Mercer, is not engaged in rendering professional services, counseling, or therapy through the contents of this podcast. If professional services is sought by the listener, such as counseling or psychotherapy or medical advice, then the listener is responsible for seeking services of a competent for professional. Contact your local psychological association or contact your doctor for referrals. So please remember to reflect Reflect on your attitudes, whether they're upbeat or upsetting, make a note, change from complaining to solving, and see how you start feeling this coming week. Stay tuned for more, and see you next time, Positively, Dr. Mary.